everybody, it's the Ordinary Joe Show, and I'm super, super excited here to have a Winnipeg legend in the room. And if he doesn't know that he's a legend yet, you are, you will know soon. You are a legend pretty soon, I think. Paul Bernardin is in with me in the little Joe studio today. And Paul is embarking on a really cool project that I think is going to inspire many, many people on many, many levels for, for a long time to come. And I know like even just hearing a little bit that I've heard has inspired me greatly. I can't tell you, but we, we have lots to talk about. Yeah, for sure. So what I'll, all I'm going to do with my fans here, my big fans, I think I have about 50. Okay. All right. <laughs> Most of them are friends and family and people I've just kind of canoogled into, you know, watching me. Mm. Some of them I probably had to pay. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so um, I have to tell this story because I think this is a real, this is a kind of a testament to how your story is really resonating with people. Uh, I was at uh, Safe and Tell Mall a few, well, it's probably a month or two ago now, I can't remember, uh, in the Tim Hortons line. And I love Tim's, I love talking to people, I love buying people coffee. And there was this lady standing behind me in the Tim Hortons line and she was wearing a City Park Runners t-shirt. So shout out to the City Park Runners and Juno and everybody, the staff there. Uh, she was wearing this t-shirt there. And so I was like, hey, yeah, City Park Runners. And so we got chatting and uh, just, you know, shooting the breeze about running and what running group she was with. And uh, Juno, his name came up and how amazing Juno is. And I said, yeah, he's on, he was on my podcast. And she said, oh, you have a podcast. Well, you have to interview this guy. He's running every street in Winnipeg, which is amazing. And so Paul is here uh, to talk about his project of running every street in Winnipeg. So welcome. Welcome, Paul. You're amazing. Yeah, I tell you, I, <laughs> Thank I'm you. so thrilled to have you here. So what I think we'll do for starters is, Paul, do you want to tell tell our group here, what is the name of your project and, and what's it all about? What are you doing here? Well, the name of the project is Winnipeg Street Run 5000K, as it says on my t-shirt. I love and, it. And uh, it's a project that I've decided to undertake to give back because uh, some time ago I did have a heart attack and St. Boniface Hospital fixed me up. And uh, I've been running for 15 years since then and clocked about 10,000 miles. So this is where I've come up with the idea of this is a skill that I have that I can use to, to pay back. And um, so the city of Winnipeg has 4,800 streets approximately and continuously growing. If you look at the construction that's going on, Um, I don't know if I'll keep up with the pace of development when I get three years down the road from now, when I expect to finish this project, but we'll soon find out, I guess it's uh, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so so you you started running, and and so we were talking about before the show about how this really started to take off at about May. So so talk to me about like so you're running, you've done a ton of half marathons, a ton of full marathons. So how did the idea come to? I think I'll run every street, and and when did that get started? Well, yes, that's uh, uh, I when I started running, I started to. I mean, I always had to have a run schedule signed up for a run somewhere in the future to keep the motivation going. So I kept signing up for half marathons, full marathons. And uh, my goal was to run a half in every state and a full in every province. 
And then I hit, uh, I ran a full in Chicago and I saw the medal for doing the six world majors marathons. So that's also my goal now too, of which I'll run New York in two weeks from today. And uh, <clears throat> uh, where was I going with this? Um, Just getting the idea. So you've run a ton of marathons and you yes. needed a goal. Yes. So, so, so with, with that amount of running behind me, I, when COVID hit, I, um, I was running the streets of my neighborhood over and over and over again because you couldn't gather, you couldn't uh, run a bunch of people together. So I was running by myself and I got tired of running down the same streets all the time. And I dreamt up, what if I run all the streets? Over I love it. And then what if I turn it into a fundraiser? I've always wanted to, I've always dreamt of finding a way to pay back uh, for the healthcare I received and this would be the way to do it. And so slowly over a year, a period of about a year, I was telling the odd person here and there and see what their reaction would be because I was starting to think myself that I was a little bit half crazy. <laughs> and uh, But everybody was extremely supportive. So yeah. So the idea took off and, and I started to do the run. It's uh, I was trying to plan the whole fundraising thing and and it was just so nerve-wracking and stressful that I just started to run. I figured I'll I'll start to run, and then maybe other things will start to fall into place. And and um, so one day I was out running, and I did run into this wonderful lady that was planting flowers, and uh, I had a little chat with her about it, and. Um, she was just super excited about what I was doing and wanted to know more. And so we chatted a while and, and it was in a condo development, uh, house, house development condos. And, and so I, I did another loop in that development. And on my way out, uh, there was some roofers up on the house and, and they all stopped working and they started clapping and cheering it. me on. And I stopped and looked at them and they said, we overheard your conversation. You're running <laughs> all the streets in Winnipeg. Way to go. So I went home and I wrote my about page and and uh, here I am. That is super. That is such such a great story. When you know that the roofers are listening to you. Someone above yeah. is listening. <laughs> yeah, I would love to find them again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And did you keep, like, has that lady kind of followed your journey ever since then? Uh, I had no plan at the time, but I went back. I went back to say hello about three weeks ago. Oh, good. To, to let her know that it finally got launched. I love and, it. And, uh, yeah, so it was very emotional for both of us. You know, she had a, a, a tear in her oh. eye. Yeah. She, yeah. was, she was quite, quite impressed. So, yeah, that yeah. is a very big deal on so many levels. Like there, there's there's layers and layers of how big a deal all of this is. And so you are raising money for St. Boniface Hospital. St. Boniface Hospital Cardiac Care. The Cardiac Care. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Which, is, which is really powerful because like you and I talked about, like uh, I don't think there's anybody on the planet who hasn't been impacted by a heart condition or stroke or, or cardiac issues, something we've all been impacted. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know? And I hear a lot of it everywhere that I run. I hear a lot of that. Yeah. It's, uh, my dad, my uncle, Yeah, you know, it's uh, everybody's been there. It seems. Yeah. Know? We've all, we've all been there. And if we're not, we haven't been there. It won't be long. We're going to be there. 
because it's such a huge problem in our in our life. Right. Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I I often say, you know, uh, uh, people can support my run by, you know, uh, uh, for me, it's uh, I want to pay back for what I receive. For others, you may want to pay forward because you just might end up there one day and you want to make sure that that health care system is there. Yeah. And then the, the third option, of course, is I'm into running now. I was a smoker before. Um, so it's uh, a healthy lifestyle and and keep the stress off the health care system by living a healthy lifestyle. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, so many good things are going to come out of this project. And like you say, if it's going to take you three years, think of three years of and beyond with so many good things like a you're raising money for for the hospital, that that unit, which is huge. The people working in healthcare see what you're doing. And they're like, wow, this guy, this guy cares about us. Mm-hmm. You know, this, these people are recognizing the work that we do and appreciate it. And that's a big boost. Right? Yeah. 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 And people, people in general are seeing, oh, this is, this is the power that I can, that I have to make a difference. And like you say, like living, getting that inspiration to start leading a healthier life that it can be done. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so many good things. I think that you're giving, you're giving a lot of people different types of hope. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of one of the goals, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. And so you've talked to me and I, I think it's like you had said that you're a little bit, you've started out a little bit shy and you know, this is taking off and you're talking to a lot more people and, and so that's been quite a journey. Too, right. Eh? Yes. I, I will be a totally different person at the end of this, at the end of this journey. I don't know. I don't know who I'll be by then, but yeah, uh, yeah it's, uh, you know, maybe get into volunteering or something after I, I think my big run running days will be over by the time I get this done. So I don't know. You never know. Though. Yeah. You never know, you never but know, you know, right? I will be 70, you know, you don't look it. No, so. no, no, you look, you look fantastic. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, so let's talk about, we have a lot to talk about. So um, I, I'm going to try not to jump around too much, but, but I was saying to Paul earlier that, that I, I want to go back to, I want to go back to the beginning because I think like, you know, we might look at, at you and think, oh, well, you're running all these marathons, half marathons. I can't do that. Or, or I've just had a big health incident and I'm terrified because I think, wow, my life's over. I'm, you know, is the, is my quality of life going to be in the toilet right now? So let's go back to, to your journey because I think everybody needs to hear like where you were, how it got started. Okay. Well, back in uh, back in 2006, I went on a trek to Everest Base Camp. And prior to doing that, I had quit smoking for a year. And I had done a lot of hiking in Riding Mountain Park with a 50-pound backpack on my back. And uh, so I thought I was in great shape to go and do this, this trek to Everest. And and so, uh, yes, yeah, so 2006, April it was, and head off, uh, fly to Kathmandu, and, and from, from there we flew up, flew again to a uh, very small settlement in the mountains uh, at 8,000 feet altitude, I believe it is, uh, it's called Lukla, and that's where the trek began. And, and um, 
So we started going and it wasn't long after we got up there that I would, as soon as I'd, we'd be doing any kind of ascent, I would feel some, some tightness in my jaw. And I don't, we just all thought it was altitude related. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes the, uh, our guide would carry my pack for me and that would feel better, mm -hmm. take some weight off. And, and so we just kept going that way. And, and we, at, at uh, about the 10th day into the trek, we were at 15,000 feet altitude. And, and uh, I, uh, I had written, I, I wrote in my log on the, the April 10th, that that day at lunchtime, for some reason, I have a sore arm, a sore jaw, and a sore chest. Oh. And we just all thought it was altitude related, and we kept going. And we, we, um, that was 15,000 feet. Well, we continued up to, Everest Base Camp is 17,300 feet. And we were summiting a Mount Kayla Patar, which is right next to Everest Base Camp. And then you have Mount Everest further, it's beautiful, beautiful view because you see down to Everest Base Camp and Mount Everest. But we're we're climbing Kayla Patar, and literally, I would take a step, and it was like a, a sledgehammer hit me in the face. The pain was just so intense, and I would just sit, and it would be like seconds. I don't know how many. It feels like five seconds. I don't know between, yeah. but the pain would subside, and I would take my next step, and same thing again another blow to the face it's like my head was going to blow up and uh, <clears throat> at some point my guide kept encouraging me and you know you can do this you can do this you know all all my comrades from this group they had been to the top they were on their way down already and you know maybe only 200 feet altitude to go and and all of a sudden this huge wind came up and it just seemed effortless i just was watching where to put my feet to get the rest of the way up and where to hide once I got there. Cause I didn't want to just go over to the, <laughs> over the other yeah, side, you yeah, know, whatever. Yeah. So, so anyway, and from there, uh, pictures of me, you know, sitting like this at, at the top. And I just remember like, it's just so vivid in my mind, you know, the, the whole experience when I look at that picture and, uh, it's, uh, we went back down to where we were camping for that night and, and we were doing a training session on using a hyperbaric chamber, which is hyperbaric chamber, I guess it's called, where, and I volunteered to be the one. And so put me in this thing and they pump it up, build up the pressure to bring me down, to bring me down 5,000 feet. And it felt really good in there, like, mm -hmm. you know, but, uh, and then the following days when we went back to Everest base camp, and so there I had a bit of pain again going there, once we got to Everest Base Camp, everybody kind of like were checking things out, but I just sat down and just rested. I was just, I was just done for actually. And um, then we started our descent, go back, and and everything was fine from there on in. Mm. Like I didn't feel any more pain. I uh, got back to Winnipeg. I remember going to the gym one day, and I thought I'll do laps around the gym. And I couldn't because I'd get this jaw pain, oh. and I and I still, still clueless as to what was going on. And then it was Friday of the May long weekend. I went to the bar that evening. I had a drink, and I hadn't smoked in a year, but I bummed a smoke off somebody. 
and I took one puff and that's when oh. I had the heart attack and and uh, like just like everything just went south from there really and, and you know then settled out and I thought well I may as well go home now because I'm not having another drink I'm you know whatever you know so I did go home and when I got home it's that's when I got the telltale sign you know the belt tightening around the chest and and the sore arm and, okay. and the jaw and everything going wrong yeah and that's when i realized that this is yeah <laughs> this is what my problem's been all along yeah you know and yeah. so i called 911 and it took no time at all that ambulance was there i just like i just thought they were like super fast to mm -hmm. get there and they took me into saint boniface hospital and um the next day the saturday they got me settled in there whatever and and if I remember correctly, it's on the Saturday that they did the angiogram. They said they were going to check me out and see what I needed. And they would likely do the work on the Tuesday following the long weekend. Yeah. But so during the angiogram, they told me, sir, you have a very ugly heart and we cannot wait till Tuesday. We have to do something wow. with you right away. So, yeah. so, so on Sunday, they did the angioplasty and put in the stent mm -hmm. and yeah. So here I am today. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's um, that's amazing. And did you feel better after the angioplasty and stent? I, I did. I did for some time. And then things started to go south again. Like this was in 2006. And then things started to go south. They had told me they had hoped they could do more at the time that they put that stent in. Uh, but they were hoping that with all the collateral circulation that I had developed in my heart, uh, that I would be okay. Mm -hmm. But things went downhill for the next, well, it was good for maybe six months and then it started to go go downhill yeah. again. Yeah. And uh, uh, with, by January 2008, they had me in and they put two more stents in. Oh, okay. And so that was January 2008, two more stents. And Father's Day 2008, I ran the half marathon. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. So, okay. So, were you like a like a, a runner, uh, like a regular runner before that, or no. did you pick that up? No, it was it was all new to me. All I could ever remember about running is that I'd get stitches, and yeah. I just hated it. You know, like the sore side. You know, from running and as a kid, and and I always hated it. So, uh, but after this, I started running. I was out in the country and often area and I would run a hydropole, walk a hydropole and, and that's how I got started. And, and so so were you thinking I, I gotta I gotta buckle up here and get my health on track. That, so that's right. I was ang I was running angry. I was for quite some time. Really? I, I can't really put a time frame on it, but I was running angry. I was just so mad and uh, then at some point I started to look around me and I'm thinking you know, like you're running, like look at the people around you. Look at yeah. Look at the people that are so much worse off. Yeah. You know, I, and I started to feel fortunate that I had a heart attack. Yeah. You know. Yeah. At, at one point, because you you start to think at least I recovered. That's right. You know, and other people aren't getting the same chance. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so further down the road, you know, like I always had dreams of doing something to pay back. Yeah. And, 
and um, uh, further down, like in the last five, oh, maybe three to five years have gone by since I lost two close friends okay. who didn't have a second chance yeah. from a heart attack. Yeah. They both died instantly. Wow. So, yeah. you know, my age and younger. So that's another thing that really compelled me to figure out how I was going to do something to pay it back. So I got a second chance Yes, and these other people didn't. That's right. So I felt that I have to do something yeah. to to pay back. Yeah, let's let's take that that second chance and and do something with yeah, it. That's right. Yeah, I really love that. And when what I love is the fact that, like a, I I know a lot of people who have had, who have had things happen like what has happened to you, and it's easy to think. Yeah, it's easy to be just live in that world of fear and this is what my life's going to be and my life's going to suck. But you took that and you did something with it. You did right. something about it. And you were you worked you worked through that anger. Right. Yeah, and 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 it became something really positive to the point where you could feel grateful for that little wake-up call. Mhm. Mm yeah. That's right. Yeah. I feel grateful. I I, I love the running. Some people think it's an obsession, <laughs> but, but I do love it. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. It's, uh, uh, to me, this whole project, like the whole fundraising side of it is very daunting to me. It's, uh, but the running, the running, I love it. I can, I can go out and do that. I don't, it's, it, you know, it's not a big chore for me to do that part of it, but yeah. the, the other side of it to do the fundraising and, and be out there in the public eye. I don't that's, that's tougher for me. That's the tough part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But in a sense, maybe that speaks to like, you're doing this all for the right reasons too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not doing it to, for fame and no, all that no, stuff. You're no, doing it because uh, you want to connect with people right. and help out. Yeah. I want to be able to, well, and, you know, to show people that it's life isn't over because you've had a heart attack. Like, I mean, I thought my life was over when I had the heart attack. I thought, like, yeah. you know, what am I going to do now? Sit on the couch the rest of my life. But, yeah, that's a good point. You know, yeah. But, Were you afraid? Like, was there a sense of fear? Like, oh, no, like, you know, what if something happens or anything like that? Well, I, I guess there always is and there still is today. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I, you know, sometimes I get a bit of anxiety. Anxiety manifests itself like a heart attack yeah, yeah so you know i get a little yeah scared sometimes you there. know yeah you know like uh and and you know like i mean because i've had one two is there another one in the future i have no idea yeah that. You know, yeah nobody really knows that that answer you're right but you're living your life yeah i'm living my life and yeah, I, yeah i'm not i'm not sitting on the couch yeah yeah, yeah i really love yeah. that and so getting in shape, like I'm going to, I have a confession here and I've only confessed to a couple of people, but I'm starting to run again. And okay. I didn't want to put a, but God, if, like I, I've run a couple half marathons in one full, but that was like a billion years ago, man, it's taken a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm so out of shape. It's brutal. Yeah, yeah. It's daunting, but I'll get there though. Yeah. 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 A full marathon's tough for me. Like I'm just, getting close to New York. So I'm, I'm wiped out right now. I'm just like very tired. Yeah. And, uh, now it's, uh, 
it's um, slowing down the pace for the next two weeks and yeah. be ready for the big run. But, you know, uh, how some people go out there and run 100 miles or 150, I have no clue. Yeah, it's you crazy. Know, I wouldn't it? be able to. I, yeah. I think I do have 150K run in my life somewhere mm -hmm. uh, that I will do. Mm -hmm. And um, I've already spoke to one gal that lives outside the city. She will probably come in and we'll map out a 50k street run next summer. <laughs> That's awesome. And I, and I can take that off my bucket list. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's excellent. You know, so, yeah. So you've done a bunch of half marathons and a bunch of full. Do you have a favorite? Do they stick out to you in your mind? Oh, boy. That's, that is so tough because they all got they all have their special thing about them, you yeah. know, like some, you know, I've run Berlin and Hong Kong. Hong Kong was nice in the sense that it was, it seemed to be half bridges and half tunnels. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. like it was kind of an amazing run. A lot of people though. Yeah. Like uh, between the full and, and the half marathon in Hong Kong, I think there was 70,000 runners. <laughs> and when we joined up with the half marathon course again, that mile, whatever, 17 or whatever it was, it was like, shoulder to shoulder it was it was just congested That's insane. it was just a lot of yeah. people uh berlin was a beautiful course very well organized race um but uh, yeah they're all they all got their own yeah. own special thing about yeah, them that I, makes sense. I can't say that i've ever had a bad one yeah you know unless you call bad tripping over a pylon and 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 having blood gushing oh, from your legs and, yeah. and people telling you along the course oh you're the guy that tripped over the oh, pylon no. you know? <laughs> hey you were memorable <laughs> that happened in new hampshire yeah so you're the guy <laughs> that's great <laughs> that's awesome so yeah. so i really what i'll do is if we can post pictures of your map on my social media and I can even embed them in the video here too, so people can have a look. But but I think everybody would be really interested in in like like picking out your runs and how does how does this all work for you now that you're you're in this? Like how are how are you doing this project? Okay, well it's uh, well first thing you do is you break the city up into small chunks so it doesn't look so uh, so uh, daunting, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I live in Island Lakes, the very southern tip of Island Lakes. So uh, if I'm going to do like this past while, if I'm doing a 16 mile run, I will travel out to out by Assiniboia Downs and run it over there or in the north, north, northwest quadrant of the city. If I have a short run, I'll run it close to home and uh, or some medium length runs i'll run them downtown polo park area things like that it's uh yeah if i drive far i run far yeah yeah for sure right eh? yeah and do you plan out the streets ahead of time or or do you just kind yes of i use i use map my run to to map out the runs and and uh then, then I use the Garmin, which connects me to Strava, which is the map that I post, the Strava map that I post on all my runs. Every day I post, I post my map and all the pictures I've taken yeah. of the dogs and the mini libraries and gardens and houses and whatever, whatever's been interesting on that day. And uh, yeah, people seem to enjoy it. And yeah. 
yeah. Yeah. So to add a little bit more variety to to the posts, uh, I'll soon be starting to post uh, that trip to Everest that got me started on all this. And I'll probably take one day at a time and do one posting a month. And, and that'll take us to the end of the run in, in 2026. So 2026 will be the 20th anniversary of my heart attack. Wow. And as I mentioned earlier, I took one puff off a cigarette in that bar on that Friday of the May long weekend, 2006. I have never, ever had another craving for a cigarette. Good job. eh? Yeah, it just it just shows you how something like that can happen. You know, how people struggle with smoking and quitting and these cravings and the whole bit. Well, I did it. I, I, I had quit for seven years. I had quit for three years. So I know what that's all about. Yeah. But for some reason, having had that puff and the heart attack at the same time, mm-hmm. it just flipped a switch up there. Yeah. And I've never, ever yeah. thought of having another never cigarette again. in my life. You yeah. listen, you listen yeah. to the messages. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. So, so are you going to run, like, are you going to continue running through the winter or are you going to take a break? Uh, yes, I'm going to slow it down 15 to 20 miles a week, probably okay. for yeah. the winter. Right now I'm two, two months ahead of schedule, but I've been training for New York and I cannot keep up, cannot keep up this pace. Uh, so um, yeah, it'd be good to slow down. Yeah. A, a good break will be good yeah. for your body. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So when you started, because um, you had mentioned like you didn't really tell anybody right off the bat when you started, you were doing it primarily primarily alone, right? Right. Yeah. So do you have people come out and join you uh, now? How's that it's going? starting to happen a little bit more. Um, it's been hard to, because of the types of run, runs I've been doing, because of the training. Um, I've been posting, for the past while, I've been posting one run a week. I'll post my map ahead of time and oh, invite okay. people to join me. Yeah. And yes, some people have been coming out and, yeah. and running for that. And and some people will send me a message that they want to know when I'm running by their house. So, oh, really? So I've decided to try and accommodate those. I think that's the easiest way because otherwise I'm going to forget who asked me this. And yeah. So, so I've started doing that. And uh, yeah, so it's quite interesting. I... Uh, one person in this area of the city really? somewhere nearby um, had asked me to do this and so when I got there she had a she had a um, cardboard sign on her tree <laughs> welcome Winnipeg Winnipeg Street Run 5000 K you know? right. <laughs> yeah. so, I love that yeah. so anyway it was really good that's super yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. super yeah that's excellent so what are the, like, I mean, are you finding, like, I mean, like, do you have any stories that, like, how how people have kind of responded or how this is impacting people? Um, yeah, very often, like, I, I talk to people about what I'm doing and and they, they can, like, people are just super excited about it and they, most of them can relate. They've had somebody in their family or they themselves have been in St. Boniface Hospital and spent time there. And uh, and they all agree with me at the type of care I received there. I just thought it was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's like, it's just, I, w- I was amazed when I went in there. Like, well, I was amazed right from when the ambulance came to get me yeah. and how efficient and how fast everything just happened and 
and into the hospital and how the whole team just moves into place and they yeah. take care of you you know there are there are some little moments that aren't so great you know like uh wheeling you okay we're going through this door here now you sign all these papers there's a five percent chance you're not coming out so, yeah. so, you yeah. know, that kind of stuff is a little bit scary and uh but no it was just it just wonderful the care that we get yeah and, i really love that yeah, and i really appreciate the fact that you don't have to worry about your finances or anything like that. You just like, like I got all this and it cost me nothing. And so I kind of felt like I had abused the healthcare system in a way yeah. because of the lifestyle that I led for all those years and with all the smoking and everything like that. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, they tell you it's bad for you, but until you, until you do it and you live the, mm -hmm. the, um, live the life that it brings you we're immortal until we get that lesson <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah 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 which brings me to like what your friend um like when you came up with the fifty thousand dollar goal i really think that's that's powerful yeah it's um we were kind of wondering how much how much do i expect to raise on this on this uh run and so it's uh the lead of our team that came up with the um the idea of fifty thousand dollars and um I hadn't, you know, I kind of thought, wow, that's a, that's a lot of money. And then, then I started to think back when I was in St. Boniface Hospital, they did give me a list of services rendered yeah. and told me if I had been in the States, this is what it would have cost me. And it was just over $50,000 mm -hmm. at that mm -hmm. time. So, so that all kind of connects there. And then you kind of break it down and it's only a penny a meter. So. <laughs> So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not a lot really it, yeah, that we it's can do. Doable. So yeah. basically a penny a step, I guess, is what it works out for. That's crazy. Works out too. But yeah. Um, yeah, so hopefully and you know, I've come I've come I've been heard to say that uh, I'm looking to raise fifty thousand dollars once, twice, maybe more. Yeah. You know? For sure. Like depending who we can get on board and yeah and uh what kind of donors we can get out there or corporate donors whatever it's, that would be great yeah do you know of any like i mean have any groups gone together to do a little like mini events to donate anything to you like has uh, anything like that happened at all not at this point yeah, yeah it's uh, mm. i think i think we have to we have to pick up some momentum you yeah. know, and cover yeah. a bit more ground uh you know i i can envision myself you know in the in the winter time, you know, to set up in the mall with a table, you know. Yeah, I think there's probably you loads know, of things that that you can you know, do. Yeah, yeah. it's just uh, have to find ways to get the word out there, and mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. And to, you're selling T-shirts, right? I am. I'm selling yeah. these T-shirts. The selling the T-shirts to help support the uh, the cost of the um, promotional costs that we have. I don't. I refuse to accept any money to pay like for my running shoes or things like that because yeah. this is all stuff that I would I would be using anyway right. so right. so I don't want to to use any money for anything like that so it's just to cover the promotional costs of of the banner that we purchased and <coughs> oh, excuse me and um Oh, what else have we got there? You know, the, the food that we had at the, at the launch and, uh, the, the printing of the t-shirts themselves. Yeah. Like, well, first of all, we needed t-shirts to be visible, uh, 
out there and then to pay for these t-shirts while we're selling other t-shirts and yeah sure you know, yeah so. yeah so if people want to support and either get a t-shirt or make a donation how can they do that oh it's uh okay well that gets a little complicated okay. uh, it's, <laughs> we can update the post too like i mean uh, if things change I, d I do have a qr code for a link tree um that has all of this information okay. on it so yeah. so we can provide you with that yeah. um and yeah there's a there's a link there for t-shirt purchase there's a link for donations there's a link for a cbc interview facebook page um instagram so it's all listed under this qr tree yeah excellent and, yeah yeah so i'll put those links in in my social mm -hmm. media and in the, the description yeah. for all of this stuff too the the only place that where the donations get complicated is right directly if you get into the saint boniface hospital foundation website directly they have my story or my story in two places like they have it as a under the community fundraisers and they also have it under patient stories so either one of those locations if you click on the link within my story then the funds will go directly oh, okay. in support of my run yeah excellent but if you click on the big donate button in the corner of the oh. screen or at the end if you're using your phone it usually shows up at the end of the page but if you click on that link well then you can still do it but you have to be more specific you have to choose where you want your money to go and you have oh. to you have to identify under comments that you're wanting to support my run with it. so that's yeah. that's basically the difference a little bit trickier yeah, yeah. so yeah. click the links right in the story mm -hmm. yeah i know some people have been confused as to whether they did they've done it the right way yeah, yeah. okay yeah so yeah that's that's awesome because yeah. again we are all impacted in some way you know there is no question mm -hmm. you know so so and i mean our our hospitals our our healthcare staff like we all need to they all need a boost you know mm -hmm. something like that is really really important for sure right yeah 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 exactly yeah. what have you learned what have you have you learned anything about life stuff or yourself along the way so far <clears throat> oh that's a tough one. <laughs> no a very tough one. Yeah. Well, I think just life goes on and, you know, put your best foot forward and and keep on going and and make life better for yourself, make life better for the people around you. You know, respect the people around you because you never know what they're going through in life. You know, yes. sometimes, sometimes, you know, like I had my challenges and maybe I – you know, at the point <clears throat> that I was going through some of these things with my heart, you know, maybe I wasn't the most pleasant person to be around. And you have to remember that about other people yeah. out there. You know, you just never know what kind of battle they're going with. We really going through. Yeah, because yeah, we try to present, you know, and I mean, like, I, you know, it's kind of like the Facebook, Instagram present, oh, my life is a barrel of roses, but it might not be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so somebody's a little bit grumpy or whatever. Yeah. Always be kind. So yeah, we were just talking about being kind to people and, and you know, mm -hmm. compassion and empathy, I think, yeah. you know, takes us a long way for sure. Yeah, I think I think that I I think I've been that way all my life. My children have told me that that's the one thing that I taught them was to, you know, be respectful of others. So, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. yeah. And so any advice for somebody who 
for either one, somebody who's just had maybe a health incident that's, you know, maybe rattled them a little bit, or somebody who even just wants to get started living a healthier life or even started running. Any, any wisdom? Oh, it's, uh, it's one step at a time. Just um, listen to your body. And um, I would say that that is the biggest thing is yeah. just listen to your body and, yeah. and how it feels, you know. And because like, I mean, as I spoke to you earlier about these new developments, I've really found out about uh, intolerances to yeah. uh, to uh, lactose and sucrose now, you know, just kind of realized lately that I can't, I just cannot digest sugar the way other people do. Yeah. So, so that's become a problem for me. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, so, so try and figure it out and weed it out and, mm -hmm. and move on with your life. Move on with your life and that, that it can be done. Like, I mean, going from, from having a heart attack, you can start running or walking or anything movement and, and you can get there. Right. Yeah. 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 It's uh, there, there's been, I had a foot problem for five years and that I really struggled with. There was a, a pain just to the side of my heel and I saw everybody under the sun for that and and just couldn't seem to get it to go away and uh, came to the point where I was really suspecting that it was something with a nerve in my back because the pain, oh, really? the pain was never, ever exactly at the same spot you know so mm -hmm. you know you could tell that it wasn't it, this can't be a tissue problem or muscle whatever because yeah. it, it's always moving a little bit maybe it's a little half an inch over you know so i i kind of started to think that and and i was going to physio and i'm sure physio helped and massage helped and but the the weird thing is i went for a bike ride one day and the next morning i had a sore back and and a good foot <laughs> And my foot's been good ever since. That's crazy. You know? Yeah, go figure. You know, so it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I was told at that time by the doctors, you know, like, run better. You know, don't run harder. Ah, you know, good advice. You know, like maybe for me, because of that problem, mm -hmm. you know, just run better. Run you know, better. And, and uh, not as hard. So I, I, I don't push myself as much as I used to. Yeah. I used to have a dream of qualifying for Boston. Well, I don't think I'll ever do that. It just, it's just too, too hard for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I get, my heart rate gets up there when I try and run at that level. And, okay. Yeah. And I start to get worried about it a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're doing amazing things, yeah. uh, you know, aside from Boston. So I think mm -hmm. you're conquering the world. So. Yeah. I'll get in Boston some other way. For sure. Um, <laughs> exactly. I'll keep you updated. Exactly. Well, you know, and I was I was going to lead into that too, a couple of things. So I am going to keep on with my running journey. I think it's going to take me a long time, but I will keep you posted. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, I mean, if, if we have runners out there uh, in Winnipeg or Manitoba or anywhere who, who want to participate, you know, do you have people posting their runs and with a little hashtag or anything? Um, well, there's the run clubs that are always, yeah, you know, yeah. ac active all over the city. There's yeah. uh, some great running clubs that you can join and get active with. And they, and they usually have different runs, different <clears throat> paces and mm -hmm. distances that people are running. And, right. Yeah. So, you know, so, so there, 
there's a fit for everybody in there, those, in those clubs. Yeah, you, yeah. You don't have to be in Winnipeg to participate. I'm a shy runner too right now. I'm mm -hmm. ridiculously slow. My kid walks faster than I run. Okay. So, so, well, <laughs> so I'm, yeah. <clears throat> so I will, I will cheer and de dedicate all my runs to your so, project. Well, it sounds like you're prime for one of my runs. I, so, yeah, you know, well, yeah. so, uh, so, uh, a three K, a five K in your area yeah. one day soon. Man, I, you could, you could do it and I'll walk behind you. Cause I'm like okay. wildly, like I'm slow and I'm very slow. Oh, I do but... some slow runs too. It doesn't matter. I don't have to <laughs> run them fast, you know? Yeah. So yeah. no, this will be good. And you, uh, how about let's make a deal that you keep me posted. And then when you're closer to the end of it, let's, let's do this again. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think, yeah, like you yeah. said, you're going to be a completely different person. And I think that there are going to be many stories and and people being impacted by this all along the way. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a wild ride. It's, uh, there's a, this is a cute little thing that happened the other day. Um, we uh, have a, um, on, on Facebook Messenger, we have a family group thing that uh, all my family members are in on this chat, this one chat. So anyway, there's uh, one of my great nephews out in Ontario that says, I think he's the next Terry Fox. Yeah. <laughs> That's a huge compliment. So, so I kind of replied. <laughs> I said, whoa. <laughs> Those are really big shoes to fill. I don't think we're going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I said, but it's really neat of him to say that. That, that is was, a huge, you know, that's a huge, you know, huge compliment. Exactly. That's so, super. so yeah, so that was kind of neat. Yeah. You, know, so. you are probably inspiring people, far more people than you will ever know, who you might never hear from or hear about, but there mm -hmm. will be people, I guarantee you right now, there are people out there watching your journey and your story and are are inspired and impacted and it will change their lives and you might never hear or it might take years but it's exactly happening. yeah well yeah. that's that's my hope so yeah i think yeah. it's i think yeah. it's happening for sure i'm so glad i'm so glad i went to tim hortons and saved tell mall yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> that's awesome and cheers to linda too like she like she was like you got to meet this guy you got to meet this guy mm -hmm. yeah, yeah she's very passionate yeah she's a great person yeah very very great person yeah so that's awesome so yeah. Uh, before we close here, uh, we will post the links for people to join join your group, the Facebook group, if yep, they absolutely. want, uh, to follow follow Paul's journey and donate to get involved, get a T-shirt, and just spread the love. Get out there and get moving. Walk, run, do whatever you need to do, and uh, let's make some magic for for everybody, not just uh, St. Boniface Hospital, but make some magic for yourself and get healthy. Absolutely. Yeah, excellent. Thank yeah. you very much for coming. This was okay. a super fun, hey? Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks for having me. It was fantastic. And I always close, or I close most of my podcasts with, uh, do something kind for the world, buy somebody a coffee, now go for a walk or a run, right. and do something good for yourself. There we go. Yeah, yes, you're absolutely. amazing. Yeah, see you later. Okay, bye. Bye.